What up, it's your boy, the Mark Rob, aka Sean Matt Love, aka Gordon Darks, aka Four Eye Willie, aka Vernon Vaxwell, aka Pacey Twitter, coming at you with Deleted Scenes Episode 9. These deleted scenes all come from this year. Uh, we have a couple of deleted scenes from our episode that we did with the good brother Matthew and from second Dan uh, we cover a bevy of topics but I do want to take this time to announce a project that me Kat and former guest Kellen Conley AKB hyphen are working on at the end of the month we will be dropping a mini podcast series on one of our favorite television shows sex in the city uh we're going to do about a five episode run covering the different characters and themes of the show um but that will be coming down the pike but until then enjoy these deleted scenes when we should do this again sometime peace For deleted scenes, it's going to be mostly about Wonder Woman 84, Captain Marvel, and Birds of Prey. Uh, it was a lot that we couldn't fit into the respective episodes, but I found a good home here. It's fine. I assume I'll just like be murdered tragically and wake up on Themyscira like it's implied in the first Wonder Woman that all women do. Jesus Christ. Jesus. Man. Also, uh, I started watching Wonder Woman 84 with my dad for uh, next week, and he turned and looked at me at one point, and he goes, this is real dumb and not I mean, very good. <laughs> I mean, it's it's not what you want. It's I mean, really not what you want. I liked, also, he looked at me at one point, didn't he know, or didn't she know him for nine days, 70 years ago? <laughs> I mean, I'll say I'll save my takes for for next week, but I just wanted to give you the status report. I think men be getting hamstrung like that, like, but seven years oh, is a long ass time. Like, listen, I I have some takes. Yeah, takes. you're probably gonna have to add a disclaimer to the episode because I'm probably gonna talk shit about Jeff Johns in a way that might be arrestable if we don't put a disclaimer before it. Oh my god. Um, I mean, I'm I'm definitely here for the WWE. It's a bad man, and he doesn't write women well. I mean, and uh, this entire movie could have been avoided if there was not a female friendship. Like, if there was no women supporting women, this movie wouldn't have happened. And that's a terrible subliminal message to send. There's like a dozen credited producers on this shit. Like, Also, Jeff Johns is like a racist. And Warner Brothers fired Ray Fisher specifically to cover Jeff Johns's ass. And um, maybe he wants to screw his dead teenage sister anyway uh my house is a very 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 nice house um matt we got to get us out here on some good news man 
cat cat is turned full dark cat full sith cat uh god okay i mean, I mean now that we started talking about one woman 84 now the only thing i can think of is uh gal gadot trying to rehabilitate her image into one where she is trying to save middle eastern kids rather than kill them so except I mean, that she still speaks positively about the israeli government yeah, that's yeah. Yeah. I mean, hey, man. Sometimes you got to do the pivot for the cash, man. Hey. Are you. This sounds like episode three music. I can't. <laughs> You're two episodes off. It's episode one. Is this from one? Yeah. Oh, they the they use it again in oh. three. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I, I hear it now. I hear it. This is Darth Cat is just me angrily listening to Duel of the Fates in middle school. <laughs> Was episode one worth it just for this one scene and that one song? Uh, uh, okay, so as someone who's had to deal with a lot of weird nonsense uh, recently, uh, no. Um, <laughs> Oh. I've thought about it a lot, and my oh. answer is no. Uh, also, like this is not a controversial opinion, but Ray Park, who is the body of Darth Maul, he's voiced by someone else, but the body of Darth Maul is a very, very, very bad man. Um, Are all men bad, Cat? Yes. <laughs> just the ones you've asked me about tonight. So, so uh, every man, yes. Christ, even Darth Maul is trash. He, God, I, yeah, um, I don't really want to get into it because it's not my tea, but like he's a serial sexual assailant and it's an open secret in the Star Wars world. He's also like gaslit his wife and daughter for many years and they have both like legally filed for separation from him as well as for restraining orders because he like likes hurting things for fun. Um, anyway, so, uh, Jesus Christ. Yeah, dance party. Uh, Matt, so, you, gotta get us, you gotta get us into the light, Matt. We need something, Matt. We've sunken further into the darkness. My dog turned 11. Hey! So the other day. Hey, what'd you get him? Uh, we got him a, like a plush toy thing. Hey. Like a plush dog toy that looks like a chicken, and he tore it apart in like half an hour. Watson is the best boy. Yeah. See, man, there you go. We we end on we end on doggy stories. I'm also like I'm very excited for the the first like third of our season that we've lined up. I think yeah. it's going to be really good, and uh, I I'm it's nice having a plan ahead of time. <laughs> yes, planning ahead is always a nice thing. Yes. Uh, I also like. Okay, I take it back. Uh, my hope for 2021 slash early 2022 is I would really like to meet uh like David Avalone specifically, uh-huh. uh, because we've never met, uh, and the only time we've ever actually spoken like in person was on the show. Uh, yeah. We like text a lot, but like I'm excited to possibly meet him. Uh, and like be his his Comic Con Sherpa, because uh, I think that would be good. Also, I'm excited to wear uh, like 
lipstick that doesn't have to be mask proof and basically scribbling Sharpie marker on my own face. See, cat, I told you there was some good shit for 2021 on deck. Told you. Oh, can I just read this hot take from my boyfriend real quick because I'm screaming? Yeah. So I just rewatched Joker to see if maybe I had missed something the first time I saw it. Turns out I didn't really. Uh, it's exactly how I remember it being with the first two acts being mostly a slog to get through and the third act just really not being worth it. So, uh, I don't, there's, I don't think there's anything redeemable. Did you like Joker, Matt? Uh, see, I watched the trailer and said, yep, I'm not going to like this because I, I saw the pattern of DC movies being dark, DC and enjoyable things. Um, the last DC movie that I enjoyed was in the Dark Knight trilogy. Which um, one? Uh, I guess the last one. I mean, they're, I all, think, they're all pretty good. I think mine was Batman and Robin, honestly. Jesus. I, I, li- I liked the Nolan Batman films fine, but at a certain point they felt so removed from actual Batman movies and, yeah. that I was like, these are like respectable pictures, but like these are not not these are films yeah i was more separating it from like i didn't want to run into a wall until i couldn't yeah this is legitimate uh also i would just like to uh like a lot of a lot of really uh wonderful people and wonderful artists passed away in this last you know year and whatever but um i miss joel schumacher a lot um i think that his style uh really spoke to me in a lot of ways uh as a kid who was always drawn to bright colors uh even if some of his movies were really bad uh i i never didn't enjoy them um and like uh especially his batman movies i think his aesthetic is really excellent but like the lost boys i think is a really excellent piece of cinema uh Shout out to Flatliners. Yeah. Uh, and, and, the, even, and the client. And even the aesthetic of Phantom of the Opera, even if the movie itself isn't good, uh, is really strong and coherent and beautiful. And I think that he really loved to try to tell stories with details, even if he wasn't always successful. Uh, so I would just like to give, give a shout out to him because uh, I feel like he gets shat on a lot. <laughs> Uh, and oftentimes justifiably, but he did a lot of good work and he let a lot of movies become what they are. And even like, I, I don't think wrestling would look the way it looks if Joel Schumacher's Batman movies hadn't come out. Uh, I also think that queer culture would not look the way it looks if Joel Schumacher hadn't existed. And I think that it's uh, worth considering. Interesting uh, I think we can all agree that bat nipples... <laughs> held our society together when we did in in our darkest days yeah. uh i i was going to say that just drag poison ivy was really the glue that held america together uh, but i i do think that that you know some of some of the the beauty of it is the gaudiness and the tackiness and the fact that he knew he was making a movie about mcdonald's toys uh and if that's not if that's not a representation of American culture, and I'll be damned if I don't find it more stomachable than Jingle All the Way, which is also trying to tell a story to sell McDonald's toys. 
Um, man, everyone needs a turbo. Doll. Everyone has a turbo man doll in their life, man. We all do. <laughs> and it's okay to admit that. It's more than okay to admit that. I'm sorry. I keep getting these Joker takes and I, 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 I'm unable to can. I mean, hey, man. Also, like, and this is like, compared to some of the other um, issues, this is so trivial. Uh, invisibility does not make you invisible to sonar. <laughs> you still have a corporeal form. Not in the DCEU. <laughs> also, like the fact that Wonder Woman has oh. the ability to casually turn things invisible. So great. So like great. At, at this point, she is stronger than Superman, correct? Like, ooh, I mean, I feel like at least she has a more diverse and useful skill set than him. Does she need oxygen to live to function? Because I don't know. Because like, what has he got? Strong. He got strong and laser eyes, and like, yeah. he can see the Flash being a dick at forty-two frames per second. Um, Hilarious. Yeah, I just, and I, I don't like calling OP on women, but I really feel like both her and captain marvel they were just like we don't know how to write personality can you just give them all the powers and like some wedge boots like i think i think wonder woman 84 honestly has this problem too where this could have been a really big magnum opus about like protecting other women from like years of discrimination against them yeah all of the amazon women gave up their armor to protect Asteria, who fought off every man in the world to keep them safe. Yeah. And that is like a 15-second throwaway gag. Yeah. Yeah. So that they could get a new costume for the action figure. Basically. Like, as far as Diana knows, this woman died in that armor so that she could eventually be made of clay and fucking live. I will say though, um, the fact that they made it, um, um, the original wonder woman was Asteria. Um, in the after credit scene. Um, I was legit going to say Linda Blair. <laughs> it's Linda Carter. Yeah. I know. The fact that Linda Carter is Asteria as well, like, shows me that clearly someone put a lot of thought into the idea of, like, her as, like, this, this trailblazer for Diana that was going to be her guiding star and maybe even a mentor figure. And then someone else said, eh. <laughs> like, there's, there's so much of this movie... And Captain Marvel as well, that really could have been a roundhouse kick to the patriarchy that exists in comic book movies. And someone at the studio said, no, because men do make up on average, you know, 45% of the comic book movie going demographic. And like, they're also very loud and mean to Star Wars on the internet. So we should probably just do whatever they want. Man, hey. 
And I think that's a really great way to transition into Birds of Prey. <laughs> yeah. If you really break down that opening scene, it starts with her being like, I was traded for a six pack of beer. <laughs> and like, yeah, good. Throw the bright colors on. My favorite Harley Quinn New 52 cover is her in a see-through nightgown in front of a big bleeding Valentine's Day heart with Cupid wings and a chainsaw. <laughs> and it's all candy colored and garish and gross because that's what it's like in her head. Yeah. Like it is hyper colored and hyper and there's a baseball bat, several baseball bats and a beaver and a tutu and drugs and you know tacky fashion and whatever and that's just who she is and like i don't know the fact that she now has like more than one personality trait is like fine yeah that said i do think they made her a little too shallow vapid dumb hard to relate to because Mm. it's unless you know who she is and you care about her a little bit going into this it's really hard to care about her. I know I this know. because I. Well, I was gonna say I I don't my only relationship with Harley is just Batman the animated series. I never even watched Suicide Squad, and especially did you like during, her in the animated series? Did you feel bad for her at all? Did you have any feelings about her particularly? <laughs> uh, honestly, in the watch of it. I watch it just strictly like a Batman fan. Did I feel bad for her that she was just basically a doormat for the Joker? Yes, I felt bad. But I would still say, though, that, like, I watched the animated series, you know, growing up as a kid. I haven't rewatched the entire animated series. And, well, since then, I haven't watched, like, any episode for it for at least, like, you know, a couple of years or whatever. So, like, my Harley Quinn thing is... I'm 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 basically a clean slate. I w- I would really say yep. honestly, and my by the second movie, I thought by the second movie, the second watching of the movie, I I didn't necessarily think she was necessarily relatable on kind of like a surface sort of level. Like she's very bombastic, she's very like high energy, like she does cocaine, like obviously. <laughs> And so I think there's a lot, of, I think those are certain kind of things that could be a bit off-putting, but I do think that from the struggle of what she did with the Joker, um, just seeing her down, seeing her like getting disparaged by like people that she was like teammates with on the, the roller derby team, whatever. Mm-hmm. I do think there were moments that you can feel empathy for her situation. And I don't disagree with you, but this is really interesting to me because two thirds of the way through this movie my dad was watching it with me and he paused it and he goes i think this is the worst movie i've ever seen uh, that's that's fucking extreme that's very extreme it's very extreme and he just goes i don't understand who these people are and why i should care about them that's not a take i felt watching it first or second time so i um, Yes, and but I understand where it does come from because it introduces them really quick and it basically says, hang on, you'll care about them by the end, but we'll get back to that a couple of times. 
I didn't really get that, honestly. I didn't get that. And like, I don't, again, didn't really bother me. I liked it. I was excited to watch it again. I'm excited to watch it again, again, someday, like a year from now. Like, but I can see how it is off-putting in certain ways. That said, I think the last third really brought brought it back for him. I don't think it's the worst movie he's ever seen anymore. Excuse me. But um, it's very weird. I think it's weird in a good way, but... I, I do, too. I like seeing Harley Quinn use a mallet. <laughs> I like seeing her use skates. And I also like that in her comic, she always has friends. She always has a bunch of friends. Yeah. Because she doesn't like being alone. And this is a movie about her learning to surround herself with people who at least respect her skill set, even if they don't like her. Yeah. And that's how she learns to become complete after being dependent on someone else who never believed in her and never tried to believe in her. Yeah. Her completeness still really comes from other people, but at least there are other people who are teaching her how to feel okay being alone, being a role model, growing. I do think there's a lot of good in here. I also think that, like, I don't know. I didn't need the whole thing about Doc selling her out and that being, like, that seems, like, three minutes long. You're big on that's, looking that's at That's all the, the screen time. Yeah, because... I value economy of storytelling. Oh, I'm saying you're wrong. I just, I noticed it. I noticed it. And also, like, I don't know. If I'm hauling my ass all the way to wherever to see a movie when we can do that again, I don't like feeling like time was wasted. Mm. And this one doesn't really feel like that. But, like, some of the scenes were just a little long. And that's fine. And some of the middle is just a little slow. And that's that's fine. I really like this movie. I really like this take on the character. I hope that the similar characterization continues to the Suicide Squad. I kind of hope we get Whoa. more of the side characters, honestly. I really like Huntress especially. I think she's really great. For the next couple of deleted scenes, uh, they're pretty quick. Um, we cover Ryan the Last Dragon for a small bit. But we take a kind of sidetrack to talk about The Rock's career. Also, we get into a couple of uh, Batman camp takes and a Tarantino sidetrack. Enjoy. You saw, I know you saw Ryan the Last Dragon. Yes. I ended up, I ended up bringing a theater out here to watch it with her. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that was pretty cool, and um. We just had we went what, to what a I know that the pandemic is hell, but what a what a cool thing that we are not ever gonna get the opportunity to do for nearly so affordable ever again. Yeah, that's why I did it because I like <laughs> Texas, they're about to open up again. It's yeah. kind of like if I'm not gonna do this now, like I'll probably never do it. So just like fuck it. That's that's really yeah. cool. Yeah. And then the movie was actually good, so that was, that oh, was another benefit. I was very impressed actually i feel yeah. like this is like remember in the 2000s when they were like treasure planet atlantis the lost empire and everybody was like k because yeah. it was like a movie like a, a boy's adventure film yeah that was like 
not that like it was fine and it happened to be animated but it wasn't what you expected from disney yeah i feel like this movie took all the things that you expect from disney and also happened to make a good boys adventure film tm uh that has the cross appeal of like i know a lot of boys who like tangled yeah you know so it it does that but in reverse and i appreciate that also beautiful also we stan kelly marie tran i'm i assume we've mentioned (laughs) that on the show before but in case we haven't and like it was made at home yeah oh i don't i don't remember last disney movie non-mcu i don't remember last disney movie i saw in theaters like i think the last animated movie i've seen in theaters was probably cars that was so long ago well, you're not a big animation guy, right? Oh, I saw a Batman. I saw like a Batman. So I'm, that, I'm, that's I love count. that movie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I I think I've seen most of them just because I'm a big animation person. The Rock trying to have Schwarzenegger's career. The biggest thing The Rock. Well, two big things that The Rock cannot overcome is that one, The Rock is not a good actor, Schwarzenegger, and two. He just picks shitty movies. Arnold's 90 run is legit top five male actors. In yeah. The 90s. Like, but like, this is the thing that drives me a little bit crazy about The Rock, right? For, oh, also, um, hey, The Rock, uh, if Terramana Tequila wants to sponsor the podcast, <laughs> um, we're open to it. Um we will take back these takes, Rock. You, you yeah, are great. No, if, uh, if, you, if you uh, send us some tequila, we'll never mention Randy Gerber or George Clooney again, even if they're in the movies we watch. Um, <laughs> but anyway, so, but like his voice performance in Moana, right? Yeah. Is, I think, a masterclass, and he knows exactly what he can do. And he does exactly what he can do very well in Moana. Because he can't sing. Yeah. So he kind of Johnny Cashes the whole song, including having a joke where he's like, he's, he's you know, antipity tap and taking the chorus back. And then the music keeps going and you see the character kind of look around and go, ha, 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 hey! Like, it's not... <laughs> It's, they clearly took, okay, this is what The Rock can do and made it work. Yeah. Like, and he just needs to, like, he's, have you ever seen the, I th- what is it fucking called? Um, it's the one where he plays a football player and, and he finds out he has a daughter. Game plan. The game plan? Uh, I, I watched that once, but no, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. It's not a great movie. Yeah. But he is he's like he plays this character, this character has these quirks, this character has this thing and he has this journey. And like he's got all those beats down. Like Yeah. And and he come he comes out of the movie really looking great in a really not good movie. <sighs> like so he, he did he did that uh walking tall movie where he's like swinging the the 4 by 4 he had that movie with um, uh, your boy from Massachusetts, Wahlberg, where they were in Florida and doing wild shit in that movie. Mm-hmm. 
And I mean, he was funny in that, but like the rocks, the rocks whole the reason we want to be around the rock because he's he's charismatic and he's charming. But the movies that he's picked, none Unlike of that, his cousin Roman Reigns. Hilarious. But it just the movies he's picked, it just does not translate well at all. Like, and but for Schwarzenegger, he he really kind of got her from the mud. Like he was, I just want him to stop I want playing a movie, white men. That's all. I want a movie with him as like the English teacher that like changes some kid's life. That's what I want. Where they realize like English might be cool because their teacher has a tattoo. Like I want that movie about the rock. I think he could pull it off and be super cute while doing it in like a very endearing way. Um, He just, he just won't, do that anymore like it's just you know actually funny thing is you say that i was actually thinking like i may have tweeted this like three years ago like i would have loved if the rock would have just did like an indie movie just mm-hmm. to show people his charm can manifest at least into maybe dramatic chops and <sighs> he just wants to blow shit up and act like a white man it's, it's crazy like it's, i may i may feel uh a little obligated to stick up for uh jumanji here um a lot of people liked it i'll give a lot of people say i liked, liked the it. second one actually quite a lot um because he acts like four separate people in that movie because the idea is that they keep getting randomly assigned characters yeah so at one point he's acting like a teenage girl. At one point he's acting like Danny DeVito. At one point he's acting like the kind of shy, emotional young man. Like, so he gets to have some like very earnest beats. And then all of a sudden he's like Danny DeVito. And like, it actually works really well. And I feel like it was a really good like little showcase for him to like do some stuff. Uh, and I hope that the Jungle Cruise movie is good but I don't think it's going to be good, but I hope it's going to be good because I, 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 I just, we need, we need something. So you stop making pirates of the Caribbean movies. Um, I just want to know, can the rock make me cry in a movie? Uh, and, and if the answer is no, the answer is no, but can at least get us on the road to maybe considering it? I think he can, but I don't know if he wants to. That's the problem, though. Rock, be better. Do better. That's it. That's it. For and me. send us some goddamn Terramana. Um, Hilarious. I don't even like tequila. Um, oh, no. Tequila's, tequila's fire. Tequila's fire. But before we... but before Every we time turn, I drink tequila, bad things happen. Um, well, touche. <laughs> the thing is, though, before... Before the, I don't even want to really say Christopher Nolan. I would say the the Joker, Dark Knight Rises aspect of it. Like before then, man. Like we were not taking these superhero movies and comic movies this seriously, man. We just weren't. Like even even in Burton's, where obviously Batman eighty nine has like some weightiness to it, some blackness to it, some darkness to it. Yeah, like. Schumacher pivoted and erased that anyway. So, you know, I in, in 2003, we can take camp. We can still take camp by then. 
Actually, maybe we couldn't. Maybe we couldn't because we shit on this movie. And so maybe it's better than probably what we remember. I I I need to like watch it again because I only saw it once and it was in college and the guy was explaining to me why I should like it so much over the whole movie, um, to the point of which I have like a perfect visual memory of it, but I can't I can't remember one line from it except now I can't say anything because it's been hyped up too much or whatever and I'm like yeah it's yep that's this movie. I remember that movie pretty verbatim and I'm definitely on the camp of Pulp Fiction is not. Tarantino's best but I have the minority take of because I'm a minority but I I think Jackie Brown is the best Jackie Brown's probably his third favorite of his for me after uh, Once Upon a Time and uh, Glorious Bastards Once Upon a Time is the only movie of his that or like the only like three hour movie I've ever watched where I didn't go god it's really this is three hours (laughs) And it's entirely because I like Margot Robbie in it. Like, everyone else, as far as I'm concerned, can kick some rocks. Oh, and also, like, I've said this before. I'll say it again. Uh, My partner is literally Cliff Booth, and I'm terrified of the implications of that uh, in some larger cosmic sense. But it's cute, and he's got a dog, so it's fine. Um, I just wish he directed more things he didn't write. That's all. That's all I wanted. That's real. And before we get out of here... The last couple deleted scenes are going to be uh, just a small Captain Phasma sidetrack, a history into the Wachowski sisters and their filmmaking history, and we get into a little bit about with the second Dan on Colin Farrell versus Ethan Hawke, and my story with Basic Instincts. <laughs> Enjoy. Uh, also, just another quick movie poster aside. Uh, I went to a dorm party my, like, junior year of college, and it was this guy's dorm. And he had a Captain Phasma poster up. And I was like, oh, I love Captain Phasma. She's great. And he was like, yeah, he's the best. Oh. And I was like, um. Whoops. I've got I've got real bad news for you, buddy. Um, <laughs> it's... And I can, I can see why. And uh, I have... No idea. Uh, like, I kind of know the outlines of two and three just because I've read a lot of, like, essays about them and their, like, place in cinema and whatever. And also uh, Alton Brown and uh, one of the Adam from the Mythbusters dressed up as two of the characters from them for Comic-Con one year. So oh, I went on yes. a weird deep dive uh, Wikipedia binge. Uh, but anyway, so um, I'll be interested to see what four is. I think it's gonna be fucking terrible. <laughs> but like, I just—if it weren't Lana, I'm, I'm uh, I would I would agree. But at least at least she's involved. I think it's yeah. Lana who's doing it, and not I, uh, Lily. Well, they they wrote it together. They did, but only one of them is involved Correct. in the actual like yeah. making it. Yeah. Oh, it's just like all these years later, like we just don't we just don't need it. But I will mean, I would, we, I would say though. Oh, I'm sorry. I would say that of the three movies that exist, my favorite non-action moment, it, I'm not going to spoil it, but it's its actually the conversation that the Oracle has with Neo on the bench. For some reason, I've always liked that scene. I've always enjoyed that, the actual dialogue in that scene. 
So the second movie, there's 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 things extrapolated from the second movie. The third movie, it is what it is. <laughs> and 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 when you into cat, when you, I think you definitely should watch two and three. When you end Don't three, just skip to four. Hell no, no, hell no. But and when when three ends, and you kind of think about it, then ask yourself, do we really need a fourth movie? <laughs> 20 years later, 15 years later, some shit okay, like that. Okay, so I, w- I won't do my Avatar plan of one and then five. Um, <laughs> skipping skipping right to Rise of the Seed Bearer, baby. Um, I mean, that sounds like a, one of those showgirl type movies. <laughs> it really does. Um, I, mean, I mean, assuming they ever come out at all. Like, let us, let us mean, not forget that, I mean, like... Do you mean out the closet? I mean... I mean, hey, hey, <laughs> hey, hey, we we don't know what nine foot tall blue people feel about homosexuality. They may be more puritanical about it than we think. Um, you never know. I, oh my God. Um, <laughs> I, I want to go to the theme park because I think it probably works better as a theme park than it does as a cinematic experience. Um, but also, like, I know that there is, just because I have weird peripheral theme park knowledge about a lot of things, uh, there was at some point or another a Matrix roller coaster. And the idea of that is very dumb to me. Because there is so much stuff that exists in here that, like, all right, cool. If you made a saw roller coaster, you throw some saw blades on it, you throw the puppet in there, and, like, fine. Like, it... it <laughs> By the end of Saw, I would say, like, three. You can't look me in the eyes and be like, this is a moral dilemma anymore. It isn't. Um, it is Jigsaw being a dick for fun and profit. Um, oh, and this one, there's just so much stuff in there that, like, I can't imagine what you would do except be like, code, roller coaster. Like, I don't. Everyone has to lie down, put on a trench coat. Yeah. That's the coaster pose. And then everyone's trench coat is ruffling behind them. Yeah, as they ride the coaster. In in the queue is your sunglasses fitting. You got to find the right shape for your face because you yeah. can't repeat yeah, yeah, yeah. with anyone else in the car. Uh, they all have to be unique. Um, you have to have the nipple fittings for the, the prosthetic breast. For for your latex shirt, uh, it's really you. It needs to be pronounced. Um, the fittings for the fishnets are. <laughs> I mean, I feel like there's got to be some subtext in here if we really wanted to go digging for it about like group of people in fetish wear here to ruin your day oh um, when you when you watch uh when you watch the second matrix i definitely want to hear those theories <laughs> i mean i think this is what i i messaged you about earlier or last week cat but like if you if you go through the wachowski's library with the understanding that they're just like two sort of amazing queer people who wear their heart on their sleeve and just want everyone in the world to get along and fuck a lot like that's that's the guiding philosophy behind the Wachowskis movies. Uh, yeah. That comes up way more in the later Matrix Matrixes. Um, but like that that attitude screams th- and 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 that free love attitude I think extends to like and everyone just wears bondage wear all the time. Like and that's it's great of, and it works. Yeah, that's the that's the thing. I mean, I hope it's a temperate climate in the Matrix because Jesus Christ, Can, doesn't have you seem ever... like they have a lot of water. Have you ever seen Bound Cat? Nope. Talk about sex, sexy '90s movies. God damn. 
they, I also they, feel they're like not making like that no more. I tell you that. Wachowski's much. first movie. It's it's uh it's really good. I think the only other I saw most of Cloud Atlas, but I honestly like I really liked the book. I was a big devotee of the book, and I didn't particularly care for the cinematic adaptation. Not because of anything that they did or didn't do. It just didn't super land for me. Um, but like the only other one I think I've seen is Speed Racer. V for Vendetta is one of my favorite movies. That's that was written oh, by them, okay. but not directed. Yeah. Um, and I I love Speed Racer. I think Speed Racer is uh, if you go into it with the right attitude, I think Speed Racer. And that's such a cop out of a thing to say about a movie. I apologize, but uh, they really do like we're gonna go for the um, the cartoon and really lean into the way it looks and the way it's made. I think Speed Racer is incredible. <laughs> Well, they they just announced that it's cicada season once again. Uh, so I will be waiting a while to watch Speed Racer again. I gotta know that it's safe. Uh, Mark, I watched Speed Racer at a dive-in movie at a pool in Florida and was then swarmed oh. by cicadas because one of them got stuck in my swimsuit. Oh, hey. Uh, Talk about a free show. And it was uh, one of the worst experiences of my young life. Uh oh. And it's now intrinsically linked with the Speed Racer movie, which until that point I had been enjoying. Um. <laughs> I think um so I'm, I still have Live Action Hero on, and he he really Danny really was especially when I watched this I was basically around his age like so ninety three I was um well no I was younger than ninety three I was seven but he is a pretty good avatar, especially like for a young kid watching this movie when it came out. But I think cat, I think you're right in the sense that especially even just the, the basic instinct cameo alone from Sharon stone, like, and the funny, the funny thing is they're talking about, you're talking about movies watching with your dad. That's not appropriate. I definitely watched basic instinct with my dad, but the thing is he threw it on. So basically cable, Showtime HBO, Fridays Showtime will have new movies. Saturday HBO will have new movies, and so it was Saturday, like I was mega young, and my dad threw it on, and literally like two minutes before Basic Instinct came on, he passed out, and so he slept the entire time. That I, a <laughs> six-year-old, watched Basic Instinct, and then. I leaned over and the end scene. Um, Cat, I don't know if you watch Basic Instinct. Don't do we? We you never watch it, right? No. So I'm not gonna spoil the ending, but the end scene comes on. The big music comes up, and I look over and like my dad's like fully knocked out. He never woke up, and that is a movie a six year old should not have been watching. <laughs> I had no clue what the fuck was going on at all, but. That was a weird. That was a funny ass experience, man. Thinking about thinking back on that shit, man. Yeah, I remember the first time I watched Captain Marvel. My dad and I rented it, and we got to the end, and he looked over at me, and he went, "That didn't make any sense." And I said, "You were asleep for the last hour. The part that made it make sense, not not well, but but somewhat. Um, attempts were made." Um. I mean, the, the more I think about that movie, the angrier I get. We deserve better and more deliberate needle drops than just it's the '90s and there are girls here. Um, 
that was the whole thing. I am increasingly angry at Jude Law for his movie choices as as my life has I gone mean, on, which is unfortunate because I do love him a great deal. I think he's wonderful in The Holiday, but I... He only has like two good movies, like three good movies. Did anyone like he, see the rhythm section? Like, I know that's one of those uh, movies that doesn't exist, and it shouldn't because it was terrible. But it was like Blake no, Lively with a boy so. haircut being sad. And oh, like, right, that trailer. Yeah, no, yes. I did not see that one. And I saw it for free at the luxury theater on the Boston waterfront, and I still felt gypped. Um, and uh, he's like in it. And I was well, like, why? Why, why are you doing this? What are his good movies? AI. Well, he, uh, is that the good? Holiday. I, well, I think AI is sort of a fascinating thing. I don't know. I, yeah, it's probably so, pretty. Okay. So so here's the apex of Jew Law. Closer. Mm-hmm. Gattaca. Talented Mr. Oh, Ripley. Gattaca's really good. Sherlock Holmes. Are we going to give him Grand Budapest Hotel? Yes. I want to give him. But he's not He's not that in it that much, though. So he's the framing device for the entire thing. But do you leave that movie saying Jude Law was really good in that movie, though? I mean, no. But are we doing movies that you are leaving saying Jude Law was really good in that movie? Or are we doing yes. movies where he's yes. just is really good? No, I'm doing so all the movies I name like he's good in the movie and the movie is good. So okay. I, I, I'm not going to give him Budapest. Definitely I not think, giving him I Captain think you're Park. wrong, but that's OK. Definitely I not give So, were both Sherlock Holmes movies good? I remember them. I remember at least the first one being good. They're both I watchable. They're neither yeah. of them are offensive, but they're not like they're not standouts in any way. Road to Perdition was, I thought the ending and it was kind of sucked, but Road to Perdition was a at least a good movie. At least, yeah, that's a well shot movie. Yeah. I- I, I know I keep yelling about the holiday, but I really enjoy him in the holiday. He's really good in that. It's it's Opposite nice. Jack Black, right? Isn't that yeah. the other person in the holiday? Yeah. Yeah, it's nice to have a man in a movie that is in a romance movie, especially that is not like strong career guy who is like making all the moves and doing all the things and there's a strong career woman and she's making all the moves and doing all the things and they fall in love with each other and realize they need to both calm down. Like, he's a stay-at-home dad with, like, two girls. His wife died or left him, I don't remember. And, like, he's just trying to be a good dad. He's incredibly charming in it. <laughs> like, so, I mean, so even if, you, even if you say that on that list, like, I'm still, there's only, I, I'm not going to watch Contagion because I don't want to get, like, triggered, but... That's still in like five movies, and apparently he's been in like seventy movies. That's a low average. I hope. I mean, I think I think he may just be one of those people that's like, if he's given a a script that's like not conflicting with any other script, he'll say yes, because like to be a working actor is just important to him. He's also done a lot of theater, so like he's he's like around. Um. But yeah, God, the rhythm section. That movie made me so angry. It's also listed on his IMDb twice, which I don't understand. (laughs) Do you remember liking um, Closure Cop? Yes, I really did. Uh, I think you want to watch Gattaca again. I really like Gattaca. Gattaca Gattaca is a movie 
that one of my philosophy professors constantly was like, watch it. And he <laughs> said it to me. I, by the way, I hold this man in incredibly high self-esteem. He had a philosophy of paleontology class specifically about like different problems plaguing like dinosaur science, uh, huh. among other things. I got to write a very long paper about how uh, it's weird that all of the women in the Jurassic Park movies are not actually paleontologists. Um, Hmm. I mean, hey. Like Ellie Sattler's a paleobotanist. There's only one. Yeah. Um, and then the other's a CEO. There's the well, two women, right? Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, Claire Deering's in heels the whole movie. Um, like it's it's a whole thing. Um, but also, um, he he, I hold him in incredibly high esteem, and he told me to watch Gattaca so many times that I went, no, thank you. <laughs> no, Gattaca's still haven't. Funny. I'm. I could track it down. I'm sure. It's Gattaca a. It's a very slow burn, interesting movie. I like it. Yeah, Gattaca is definitely one of those. It was at least in a pop culture sense, it definitely came and went. But if you like, Gattaca would be a movie that came on like one o'clock in the morning on Cinemax. Like after after Skinemax ended, Gattaca <laughs> would come on, and so that's how I caught it. Like. Either eleven o'clock at night or one o'clock in the morning. It was never. So you could wind <laughs> down after a, a I mean, fun, a fun I mean, sexual <laughs> evening. I mean, um, hey. Skinamax. I mean, hey. I had to do what I had to do, literally. Listen, <sighs> I'm not here to judge you. Oh, I am is... a little, but mostly for comedic effect. I mean, hey, no, no shame in my game. High school <laughs> was fun, but um, but no, guy, because. Um, Gattaca was on something, um, I think, I think it was on HBO Max, but it may have taken it down, but, um, Gattaca is definitely a good one. And speaking of, I mean, cause even now, like Ethan Hawke, like, it's funny, I feel like Ethan Hawke probably has the makes that Jude Law probably should have had, but I think he's, I mean, Ethan Hawke's been around much longer, I guess, in American conscious than Jude Law has. So every time Ethan Hawke pops up, I have the same reaction, which is, "Oh, look, it's Ethan Hawke!" <laughs> and that's the entire like thought process I have on it. Like that, it's over and it's fine. Uh, like he pops See, up. I, and... I get to, oh, it's Ethan Hawke. He makes me think of Colin Farrell. Boy, I really like Colin Farrell. Colin Farrell. And, then I, and then I'm off on Colin <laughs> oh, Farrell. <shit>. After... <laughs> oh, what a yeah, correct. Good, good. Yep, that. Um. I also would feel remiss if I didn't call out the fact that uh, Colin Farrell is in two Disney movies, their live-action canon, uh, which are Saving Mr. Banks and uh, Dumbo, in which he plays the same character. (laughs) P.L. Travers' dad and man who works at circus with children are the same character. They are identical. They even wear, like, the same, like, white Henley suspenders khakis situation. Are y'all saying Colin Farrell is a better actor than? Uh, I think Colin Farrell's better actor than Ethan Hawke. I don't know that he's better, but I like Oof. him more. I think Oof. actually, okay. Let me let me amend that statement. I think Ethan or uh, Colin Farrell is at this point entering a more interesting and better part of his career. I think he's one of those like character actors trapped in a movie star's body who should be like in weird shit. Uh, I'm very excited to see what he does with Penguin. 
Exactly. Like he should be playing weirdo villains or him in when he's so fucking whacked out and and literally Colin Farrell is drunk on the set of Miami Vice, but it a hundred percent works because it's Miami Vice and he's supposed to be on cocaine. Uh yeah, I think he's incredible. Yeah. Uh I I might also argue like I I have enjoyed uh Ethan Hawke's reconstruction of rules to be a knight more than I've enjoyed any movie Ethan Hawke has ever been in. Uh, and I'm not just saying that because I'm Renfair trash. What um, movie is this? It's a book. Um, he uh, meticulously uh, like restored, filled in, and rewrote uh, a rules for knighthood uh, book that was often carried cool. around by medieval knights. And... Uh, Wow, I keep bringing it back to my friend who died, and I feel really bad. Uh, my friend who died uh, used to give copies to people um, because that was, like, the closest thing to, like, a, a religious thing for him. Interesting. Uh, so that means I got to read it a lot. Um, <laughs> Did you and see I, that, Ethan? Ho- oh, sorry, go ahead. It's it, No, it's just, I'm like, oh, so that's what you're doing when you're not in movies? Can we get more <laughs> of whatever this is, please? Like his weird, interesting stuff that he's doing is not his acting stuff. Yeah, it's like I want to see Topher Grace's Star Wars edit. <laughs> Let me see that shit. I was gonna say, do you guys see that um, Ethan Hawke uh, vampire movie? Uh, what is that? Not Daybreakers. Ethan Hawke. We mean Dead Poets Society. It absolutely is Daybreakers. I got that. Yeah, why? That shouldn't Dead be in my Poet brain. Dead Poets Society is not a vampire movie. <laughs> oh, man. Maybe it should be, though. Somebody getting sucked off. Uh, it, uh, Daybreakers is cool. Daybreakers is about is a vampire movie where vampires are the dominant class in a society and regular humans are on the run. It's a it's a cool idea. Oh, my God. And, like, I totally you're, forgot. He was you're the seeing dad a of society the built around, like, all of the cars in the world have like blacked out windows and cameras on top. So the vampires don't have to go outside. Like there's a lot of cool world building oh, stuff is, in it. That, that is that, very cool. That I like. Wow. Yeah. No, he's the dad in the purge. Oh, yeah, wow. Purge, yeah. God. Y'all sleeping on my man. Y'all sleeping on my man. Uh, I, I don't know that his, uh, his ratio is much better. Um. Well. Okay. So, what are the apex of Colin uh, Farrell? Because I think the I think the I think the apex. I would say I like Ethan Hawke with apex. But what are the Colin Farrell apexes? Let me let me bring up this list really quick. Yeah, I'm also. Because I mean, in in Bruges, fucking. Oh my! I love that. (laughs) In Bruges is a really incredible movie. Uh, I would also add that he is uh, honestly easily steals the show and the gentleman. Oh, uh, yeah, he's good in the gentleman. Have you seen it? I'm not. I, I saw it go by. I like I like everyone around it, but then people were like, it sucks. So I didn't end up seeing it. I had oh, the most fun take. watching that movie that I've had in a long time. That's awesome. I, I, I would love to check it out. I yeah, figured it out. Like, it, it, listen. All. The mystery is not why you go. They set it up as like a great mystery. It's not. 
mm-hmm. it's like a fun actiony romp. It's surprisingly violent and very colorful. Um, uh, oh. Minority Report is the yeah. other Colin Farrell I couldn't remember, and he is so good in that movie. Have you, Dan? Have you watched SWAT? Yes, <laughs> yes. I I will I will say without hyperbole, I really fuck with SWAT. SWAT is SWAT is definitely on the apex mountain of terrible like bad good action movies uh, i mean that's a real like what year is that like 2004 or something 2003 03. like that's a real sweet spot for dumb popcorn yeah. action for sure also, that's, yeah. that's that cast is so above the caliber that that movie deserves like everyone in swat is so amazing and i'm like this movie's so dumb shout out to sam jackson shout out to uh, uh reggie cathel who Fortunately, passed away a couple of years ago. Who was on the wire as he yeah. was? He was the um. He was the hand to Carcetti. He was Carcetti's hand. So yeah, I I feel like uh both the lobster and the killing of a sacred deer are movies that people came away <laughs> talking positively about. Yeah, that's sacred uh, deer was terrible. I'm sorry, I hated sacred deer. That I didn't was... like sacred deer. I liked the lobster. Um, I saw the, I saw the lobster actually a couple of months ago. Lot it's. It was okay. I didn't think it was bad. I thought... <sighs> is Colin Farrell in She Dies Tomorrow? Or am I, like, actually losing my mind? She, he's in Widows, and Widows is actually a really good movie. That was really underrated. He's, he's, really not, she, he's not in um, She Dies Tomorrow. Who is no one... in that that I thought was a bigger star than should have been in it? There's for sure one There's person no in that. one, I don't think. Chris Messina? Yeah, that's who it is. Yep. Who who is great? Uh, it was it was either going to be Christmas Cena or Josh Lucas. It was one of those two dudes. Did you see that? Because that was that was. Uh no. Uh, if you enjoy, what is that fucking song? That oh, was Olivia Taylor Dudley. I like her. She's good in this. Or There's one song, and it's the same song that they used in uh, Watchmen whenever Ozymandias was just kind of like fucking around on that HBO mm-hmm. miniseries. Uh, that song orchestrates the entire movie on Interesting. a um and by uh, i like by the end like my eyes were fogged over i was blind i couldn't see i could only hear that song and feel anger um <laughs> it was not good um oh today at a bimbe is in this isn't he the lead singer of uh tv on the radio yes that's interesting. But yeah, that's a crazy cast. So did we? So did we agree on any? Well, other than how many? So how many great movies will we say Colin Farrell has? Because I'm five. I'm going to put SWAT. I'm going to put Minority Report. I'm going to put Widows. In Bruges. Um, uh, I'd put Miami Vice on that list, but I would understand other people Ooh. not. <laughs> That's uh, kind of a tough one. Phone Booth was actually a decent movie. Uh, it's one of those oh, definite so popcorn weird. movies. Yeah, it was really. Uh, I'll put the gentleman on there. So we're about like five or six ish. For Ethan Hawke, I would say the Before series. So Before Sunrise, Before uh, Sunset, and Midnight, I would put that. First of was really good. Gattaca was really, really good. Um, Deadpool Society was good. Training Day was great. Reality Bites. I don't know if you guys ever saw Reality Bites, but that was that was it was definitely of the '90s, and so it was decent. It was decent. Um, 
Sinister was good. I didn't think I didn't think I would actually like Sinister, but Sinister was good. People like Boyhood a lot. I uh, couldn't do it. Couldn't Boy do was, it. I think for what Boyhood did, as far as like the time span, like that was cool. I think he was acting in it was pretty pretty decent, but I think Boyhood overall is kind of overrated, honestly. Um, are we giving him the purge? No. No. I, did, I oh, like okay. the purge, but I wouldn't give that to him. Uh, if anyone, if anyone is the one who walks away with that movie, it's Lena Headey and the boy who is in the TV, like the <laughs> who, the, the guy outside the door that's like, "Hello!" Like, well, I don't know what he's doing. I don't know what suddenly legal drugs he did, but like he was he was bringing it home, and I don't think he's ever done anything else since. So, are we going to give him Daybreakers? No, I wouldn't say it's a it's one of his greats. I think it's a it's another one of the dumb ones I like. Uh, so, there, but I think I think this, so, this feels about equal. Maybe I think I think I think I think he's got like one more than everyone else. Yeah, but like I, that's I, not that. that much better. He was in Magnificent Seven, which I never watched, but I mean, people say it's decent, so. I mean, that's kind of how I feel about Seven Psychopaths. I feel like a lot of people said that was very good. And that's that's another one in the feral column, if so. So, uh... Valerian and the City of a Thousand Planets. He's oh! jo- Jolly the Pimp. Oh my god. Oh, well, that's the hell of a name. <laughs> ne- never mind. Name. That That's for sure a mark in the feral. Uh... Uh, I, uh... Man... What a what a journey we've been on today. But I mean, remember, and I think this is really the moral of of the podcast. Uh, the purge works. The purge uh, yeah, works. I think that's that's just science. The purge works. Thank you for listening to this week's worth of deleted scenes. Next week, we're actually going to drop another deleted scenes uh, back to back for that ass. <laughs> It'll be all of features from the good brother, Handsome Bane, a.k.a. Eric Greenlee. Um, whenever me and catch up with Eric, it's always a beautiful thing. So check us out next week for that. Other than that, man, it's getting hot outside. Dress less, love each other more. Peace. Follow Cat at Cat underscore Chinetti on Twitter, Twitch, Instagram, and Letterboxd. Follow Marcus at Show and Mad Love, S H O W I N M A D L O V on Twitter and Letterboxd. Follow the show on Twitter at Cat and Marks and join our We Should Do This Again Sometime Facebook group. Be sure to read us at catseesmovies.tumblr.com and the Mark Rob, T H E M A R C R O B dot WordPress.com. This podcast is executive produced by Kellen Conley and Eric Greenlee. Thanks for listening. We should do this again sometime. This, this is, is a hyphen podcast production. Are you not entertained? <laughs>